It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From San Francisco, California, with your host, Ben Kaspik, this is Locked On Giants Baseball. Welcome back to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and I'm thrilled to be with you again today. On this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, approximately 15 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also insightful and easily digestible, easy for everyone to understand. Coming up on today's show, we'll talk about the Giants' 10 to nothing loss to the Cardinals on Thursday. And, you know, the youth movement has begun, or at least the new player movement has begun. Several new Giants are being evaluated here, and we're going to talk all about that. But first, their record with the loss, the Giants fell to 67-73, and 73, six games under 500 with 22 remaining. The Cubs won yesterday, so the Giants lost a full game and are now nine and a half games out of the second wildcard spot. The Cubs have 23 games remaining, and I did some daunting math here. The Cubs could go 11-12, and 12, so one game under 500 the rest of the way. And for the Giants to pass them, they would have to go 21-1. and 1. So I know I'm probably the only one out there really talking about the Giants still in the standings. Not that I'm saying they have a real chance here. They don't. But, you know, they're technically still alive until they're not still alive. And so... Nine and a half back with 22 to play. They basically cannot lose the rest of the season. In yesterday's game, was intrigued to see Logan Webb make his fourth major league start. Two of the three had been really good, but he threw out his worst major league start by far yesterday, going just two and two-thirds innings, allowing seven earned runs, Eight runs total on eight hits, two walks, just two strikeouts, and he did also allow a home run. He was not helped out by his defense in an extremely sloppy bottom of the third inning. Brandon Belt made a dive on a ball that would have gone straight to the second baseman, Dubone, and in fact it did because Belt missed the ball on the dive and it went to Dubone, and then Belt tries to get up to cover the base, and Logan Webb is also running to first to cover the base. And the throw from Dubone goes towards both of them, but Belt is just standing in front of Logan Webb, but Belt has a tougher angle to get to the base, and he can't beat the runner, even though Webb would have been able to. So just a very sloppy play there, and then that loaded the bases for the pitcher with two outs, and he hit a two-run single. So that was it for Webb, and then the next batter hit a ball to Brandon Crawford that he should have fielded. It was a tough play. It was a one-hop kind of line drive. But he had time, and it's a play that he would tell you that he should make. And in fact, it was ruled an error. So that just scored another run. It was 8-0 after three innings, and the game was all but over. But importantly, the Giants are playing some new guys here in the last several days. Corbin Joseph is getting starts. Jalen Davis is getting starts. Mauricio Dubon is starting. And the Giants in there on the pitching end used Logan Webb, Birch Smith, Sam Coonrod, Connor Menez and Kyle Bearclaw. These are all guys who haven't pitched a lot with the Giants this season, but they're in the midst of evaluating for the future. Aramis Garcia also got into this game, as did Chris Shaw. So as the Giants have all but been eliminated from postseason consideration, 
I think we're going to see a turn in the approach here as the Giants look toward the future as opposed to going all out to try to win these games. And it's not to say that they're not still trying to win these games, but I think the importance of evaluation of guys who need to be evaluated becomes of increasing concern. So there was actually an article on MLB.com by Jennifer Langosh writing about this very topic. She's filling in for Maria Guardado covering the Giants on sfgiants.com. And it's worth a read. She talks about four, these four Giants in particular, who the team is going to do what it can to evaluate the rest of the season. And those four are Birch Smith, who pitched yesterday and pitched well, Kyle Bearclaw, Corbin Joseph, and Jalen Davis. So I kind of wanted to devote the remainder of the show, instead of breaking down how the Giants lost this 10 to nothing game, to talk about those guys and, uh, and potentially other guys who are going to be looked at closely here in the last month of the season. So Birch Smith is an interesting guy. Didn't get talked about a lot when the Giants acquired him from the Brewers. But he very easily may have been the highlight of the game yesterday for the Giants. He threw one and a third scoreless, hitless innings with no walks as well. He's 29 years old, but has three above average pitches in the fastball, curveball, and changeup, the changeup potentially being his best pitch. He's got some strikeout potential, and he has started a lot in the minor leagues. In fact, he was almost exclusively a starter in his minor league career, although he's been used a lot out of the bullpen in 128 and a third innings that he's thrown in the major leagues. He has never put it all together at the major league level, getting a lot of strikeouts, but still walking too many guys and allowing too many homers. But still, definitely a guy they'd like to evaluate here. And Bochi said, courtesy of that article I was just referring to, that they're going to try to mix him in as much as possible. And Birch Smith himself said, I feel like they claimed me for a reason. Hopefully I have a good September here and put myself in a good position for next year with these guys. I'm going to go out there and pitch to the best of my abilities and let the cards fall as they may. Bochi also said that he hasn't ruled out giving him a spot start before the season ends. So definitely a name to watch. I'm not saying he's going to be great, but but a guy who, are, who they are actively evaluating. And he did a, a good job making a good first impression yesterday. So coming up in the second half of the show, we'll continue to talk about some of these Giants who are being evaluated. Jalen Davis's second game with the Giants, Corbin Joseph's second game with the Giants, Chris Shaw, Mauricio Dubon, just a lot to get into on the second half of the show. Just want to remind everyone that Bombas are what feet daydream about, and with every pair of socks purchased, one pair is donated. Buy your Bombas at bombas.com slash locked and get 20% off your first purchase. When you need red wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., and ibuprofen at 10 a.m., Postmate it. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. 
To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with code LOCKEDON. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Okay, here in the second half of the show, we'll continue to talk about who the Giants are evaluating and how they performed yesterday and what to expect moving forward. So we had Corbin Joseph making his second start in a row. This time he started at third base, filling in for Evan Longoria. And Joseph went 0 for 4. So not as impressive of a game from him as we saw in game one when he put some really good swings on the ball, lined out to deep right, hit a single to left on a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. This was a much more mediocre game from Corbin Joseph. And from what I've seen after a few games, his arm leaves something to be desired. We also got a couple at-bats from Aramis Garcia, although I think his role is more likely to be limited moving forward. He's put up good Major League numbers from a pure results standpoint, but there are definitely some red flags in those numbers. For example, in his Major League career, he has a 101 weighted runs created plus, meaning he's been league average offensively in terms of results. Yet he has just a 281 on base percentage, so the thing that carries that to league average is the 471 slugging. However, he has a 405 batting average on balls in play in his major league career, which is unsustainable and certain to fall by probably close to 100 points. So if you take 100 points off the batting average and the on base percentage, you're talking about a guy who's hitting 150 with a 180 on base percentage. Then you also need to subtract from the slugging, obviously, as well. And then the other red flag is he struck out 47% of the time as a major leaguer, which is also you just can't be good if you're striking out that often. MLB average is close to 20%, and anything over 30 is pushing it for being able to have any kind of success. So I know a lot of Giants fans have clamored for Aramis Garcia to get more of an opportunity, And I think it's based a lot on what he's done at the major league level, but what he's done looks so unsustainable, which is not to say he can't have success. It's just that something will have to change in this profile in order to find that success. So in this game, Mauricio Dubon also went one for three. So he just continues to be less of a piece that needs to be totally evaluated, but more of a guy who just needs experience and exposure. I think there's no doubt he's going to be a part of the future here, whether or not he has success over this last month of the season. But make no mistake, the Giants obviously would love if he actually has success as opposed to experiences some failure. Chris Shaw entered this game and went one for two, and he might be one of the more interesting guys to follow because Brandon Belt has not had a good season. Chris Shaw is significantly younger at 25. He'll be 26 in October. And Chris Shaw has enormous power, so if he can figure out a way to stop striking out so much, Yes, there are still concerns about base running and defense, but I think they would love to see what Chris Shaw can do, especially against right-handed pitching. Maybe push Brandon Belt a little bit, because the Giants have to be thinking, and I've been Belt's biggest advocate over the years, but he's getting older. He's 31, and he'll be 32 around the start of next season. 
And this has been a really bad year for Belt. He's been below average offensively. Last year, he was just barely above average offensively. And Belt's defense at first base this year hasn't rated quite as well as it has in the past. So if you take the last two seasons for Belt, he's actually just been 1% above average offensively, which is below average for first baseman, with just a 339 on base and a 403 slugging. That's not getting it done, and that's over his last about 1,000 plate appearances. So I don't know if this is decline or just kind of someone who needs a change of scenery or what, but, you know, Brandon Belt is signed for two additional seasons, and I'm sure the Giants would, just like with Crawford and just like with any of the other aging core players on their team, the core players of the championship era, they would like new players to kind of push them for playing time, I'm sure. So I think we will see some of Chris Shaw down the stretch here. Kyle Bearclaw gave up a home run, two hits, and a walk in one inning of work as well in this game yesterday. So plenty of more guys to talk about, and that's going to be a big theme for the rest of the season here, talking about guys who may be a part of the future and need to be evaluated. Jalen Davis went 0 for 3, but he's just going to continue to be run out there. Alex Dickerson is still dealing with an oblique issue. Kerry Crowley of Bay Area News Group said Dickerson was unavailable the last two days, and he said he hasn't felt right since coming back off the injured list, even though an MRI came up clean. He's got tightness in his right oblique area. Also of note, Tony Watson had an x-ray on his wrist that came back negative after that diving play he made on Colton Wong two days ago. So the point about that with Dickerson is that with him out dealing with this oblique issue, Jalen Davis is going to get a long look at that position, and they're not going to try to push Alex Dickerson when he's clearly not comfortable. So it'll just be a month of evaluation for Davis and many other Giants here in September. So coming up today, the Giants take on the Dodgers in game one of this three-game weekend series, with the Dodgers having a chance to win the division in the series. They can't win it tonight. Their magic number is four. So if they win and the Diamondbacks lose, that number will go down to two. So they could theoretically win it on Saturday. Today, it's Samarja against Kershaw. Then it's Beattie against Gonsolin, who's a righty. And then Derek Rodriguez against stud young righty Walker Bueller. We'll be back with another episode on Monday talking about these weekend games. Remember to get this show every single weekday. You need to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. On this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, approximately 15 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also insightful and easily digestible, easy for everyone to understand. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspic. You can follow me on Twitter at Cove underscore cast. If you like the show, please consider rating it, leaving a review, and telling your friends and family to check us out. I cannot wait to be with you again on Monday, and until then, we'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.